0: Hey, welcome to Adventures in Thrifting. I am the host, Will Gravel, a.k.a. The Thrifting Dude. This is the podcast where we talk about everything thrifting. Every damn thing you want to know about how a thrift store works, everything about the thrifting lifestyle, everything about picking and flipping. That's absolutely right. We are telling it. Big Dad Entertainment presents The Thrifting Dude Podcast. Everything about the thrifting lifestyle and thrift stores. Adventures in thrifting. And here he is, the host of the show, the one and only, the thrifting dude. Welcome back to adventures in thrifting i am the thrifting dude and this is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything thrifting uh, thrift stores thrifting lifestyle apps and things that we can help ourselves you know sell the things or find the things or do the things all of that nifty stuff so we were going to do a series about the history of uh, thrifting To day, but uh, I'm not really feeling it. So we're going to do something else instead. So what I'm going to talk about today, it's an interesting concept. I saw, it, I, I think I talked about it last episode, and um, I saw an article that was put out by Berkeley College, uh, Berkeley University, excuse me, uh, Berkeley University, that, um, coffee sir, um that talked about is the modern concept of thrifting a sort of gentrification um, of the of the thrifting you know of what thrifting was meant to be now to really understand uh, this this idea we have to really ask ourselves what is gentrification Um, and we're going to look that up real fast right here on the show because i'm awesome like that and gentrification is defined as, um, by the Oxford Dictionary, as the process whereby the character of a oh poor God. urban area is char- is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing, and attracting new businesses, typically displacing current inhabitants in the process. Now, here in my city in the Midwest, I'm in mean a large city in the Midwest. We uh, we've had that process in a couple of different communities, um, where there's a character that, that even though it's a poor neighborhood, there's a character to the neighborhood. There's a certain you know certain people live there, and certain things go on there, and um, somehow wealthier, middle, especially middle class, upper middle class people become attracted to that area. And they move in there and they start buying up houses and they improve the houses and um as it says businesses come in and and the the crappy i mean the good part about it is is now that you have you have an area that was once nearly worthless And, and now it's beginning to be where the property values are going up and all of those things but now the crappy part about it is is that the people who live there the people who could afford to live there they're displaced because um, they're displaced because the um, property values are too high for them. The, it's too expensive to live in the neighborhood they've lived in their entire lives, and 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 so a, um, a, a large majority, I being one of them, I'm, are, I'm against the idea of gentrification because where shall these people go? we don't make room for them, um, anywhere. And, and, and so we have gentrification gypsies. That's my term. That's not anybody else's term. Uh, gentrification gypsies, um, that unfortunately they just have no place else to go. They just have nowhere else to go. Um, so, um, this adds, this adds to a problem of, of homelessness, um, of, of, uh, not being able to f- find low income housing and all of those things, and and it actually it actually causes a cascade of um, a, ca- a cascade of economic issues because of you know this this process. So, if you ask yourself, well, what did Berkeley mean by the gentrification of the thrifting process? Well, there is a certain mindset uh, that came with the Origin of the of the thrift store that thrifting thrift cloth thrift store clothing is for poor people Um, Poor people can go into a thrift store And buy clothing especially good clothing that they couldn't have afforded before um, And and therefore make themselves look and feel look look better look more prosperous prosperous, um, more like mainstream, whatever, and, you know, therefore be uh, that way. So they'll have clothing for job interviews and and on all those things. Poor, poor people can shop at a thrift store instead of Macy's or instead of Bloomingdale's or whatever. And so the idea is, is that gentrification this thrifting process um, has led to it being where that poor people are no longer able to afford the clothing that are in thrift stores. Now, the problem with this argument, the problem with this idea is there's two, two suppositions that you have to look at and and accept to be fact um, before you can even begin to discuss the idea of the gentrification of of thr- of the thrifting process the first supposition is that thrift stores were created for poor people to be able to get clothing and the second is that thrifting in and of thrifts the shopping in a thrift store in and of itself is a is a hobby or a not a hobby is 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 the main uh, source of clothing for poor people. And so history will tell you that even though uh, it, even though it is main, mainly true that thrift stores were created for the poor person to shop at, it's not completely true. Um, thrift stores... By and large, and we're going to cover this in another episode. But thrift stores, by and large, were created. Um, the, the modern idea of the thrift store was were really created by the Salvation Army and, and Goodwill. I mean, independently of each other, around the same time. Um, and and the reason that they were is uh, Goodwill was created by Methodist ministers. Salvation Army, of, of course, is is a religious organization itself. So. Um, so the salvation army uh, in in the 18 in the late 1800s and these methodist ministers who who create um, who who create goodwill they noticed a trend and that was that um, uh, immigrants were being treated poorly because when they would get to the and this is during the progressive era so there were tons of immigrants back then and unfortunately in america a nation of immigrants we've always treated immigrants poorly um immigrants that aren't like us so when when the chinese immigrants came we treated them bad and then when the jewish immigrants came we treated them especially bad um the irish were treated poorly but then the irish treated the italians poorly and then the italians treated i mean it, it it's it's a, it's never ending and it's never going to stop um here in this country and but that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is about uh drifting and so what what they what they noticed was is that one of the things that caused a lot of um a lot of immigrants to be treated really really poorly was the fact that um they looked like crap when they got here because most of most of most immigrants are refugees usually? I mean, they're leaving some other place to come here because their conditions are crap, and they're coming here because they hope that the, you know, the lady standing in the harbor is true, and that they can have a better life. And so, but but we treat them like junk here because they don't look like us or, or, or all of that. And so it was really hard. It was really 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 difficult for these immigrants to find a job. So looking the way that they did. And so Goodwill and Salvation Army were created to help them get clothing. Uh, uh, in the case of Goodwill, the Methodist ministers created these these stores or outlets, and then they would have their uh, outreach teams go door to door asking for cast-off clothes for the less fortunate. But here's where reality changes. So, yes they did give some give some clothing some clothing to um to the less fortunate but they quickly realized quickly realized that there was profit to be made so so they started selling them you know it was nickels on the dollar pennies on the dollar but they started selling them and using that money for outreach and for you know building new buildings and And all of those things So flash forward a few years um, You know uh, 20 years, 30 years And we hit a very important historical space In American history Called the Depression Now the Depression destroyed everything Um, Surprisingly The two industries That managed to survive the Depression Were Restaurants and thrift stores and pawn shops, too. But that's a that's a but a pawn shop is a different kind of thrift store, if you ask me. Um, so so uh, suddenly everybody's poor, and and now buying cast off clothing, um, is um, it's cool, you know, it's it's good, you got you can get some decent stuff to stay warm and. You know, you know all of that, and so, uh, and so, I mean, that's the history of the thrift store. Part of the history of the thrift store that shows that yes, thrift stores were created to help the poor get clothing, um, but also to 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 um, to turn a profit for a reason. I mean, uh, like I said, like I've said repeatedly, I work for a thrift store. Uh, in my main my main job you know semi-retired from owning my own business for for 15 years and so i went to work for a thrift store part-time uh, just so i can supplement my retirement income and really this podcast is just because i'm you know bored but anyway so the thrift store that i work for um we are the um fundraising arm of a Catholic charity. And the Catholic charity goes to people's homes and they assess their needs and then provide for those needs um, as best as we can. Uh, Beds, clothing, uh, help keep the lights on, um, help keep the rent paid as best as we can. And each, each parish has a budget and you know, we help facilitate the money, uh, you know, the funds that are needed to do that. And so in that instance, you know, us selling clothes is not, the clothing is not for, absolutely not for the poor only. Um, we do have, however, we do give vouchers. That go out and that go to and you know so the poor who need clothing can come and get clothing from our store. Um, but in no way, shape, or form is is it only through um, for poor people to come and get uh, inexpensive clothing. Not absolutely not. So that that's a mistake to assume that shopping at a thrift store is for the poor people maybe it was in the during the depression but since the at least middle 70s goodwill has not been associated with the methodist church in any way shape or form it is a uh 501c3 charity of its own it for it oversees a handicapped um employment in in several states it that's that's their main thing they they oversee and facilitate handicapped workers um, of all of all all scale, scopes and all all ranges to be able to secure um, employment so that they can earn a wage of their own. Um, my my cousin um, Craig, while he was still alive, was severely handicapped. Um, he laid in the birth canal too long, and he was. <laughs> maybe 5 years old up until his death at, at almost 60 years old he he was maybe 5 years old mentally maybe a very young child in his inside his head and he worked for goodwill industries for 30 years and they helped craig get a home, get into a group home so that he was no longer a burden to his elderly parents um, they helped he, you know, they, they helped Craig, uh, get, you know, earn money, get food, do all sorts of things. So Goodwill, Goodwill Industries has not been, has not been a, uh, associated with the church and, and their sales for years, for years now have not had anything to do with making sure that poor people get clothing. Um, you know, as I said, it, they are cheap clothing. And in the '80s, when I was a young person, when I was a child, we we did because we were poor. We did shop at Goodwill. We got my jeans from there, my my school shoes from there, and they they are in inexpensive. And where I work, we have, you know, we have a pair of jeans, Levi's jeans, on, on hanging on the on the rack for eight dollars. They say to yourself eight dollars. Yes. Well, they're twenty two dollar pair. They're twenty two dollar jeans. You know, in some cases, forty dollars jeans. We have, we have four dollars pairs of shoes, and some of them are Nike shoes, and and some of them are, are Adidas and uh, name brand shoes. And so we do have inexpensive clothing, but it is a mistake. It would be a mistake, especially for Berkeley, uh, which should know better. It would be a mistake to assume, assume that owning clothes, you know, shopping. Or clothing at a thrift store is a pastime for the poor only. It is absolutely not. It is, it is a pastime for the thrifty, and that's not that's not that's that's not just a pun. It's the truth. Um, we we get the, especially the area. The, each thrift store it, it is a reflection of the. Surrounding area that it, it, it that it lives in, um, the the items that come into there are a reflection of the values and the wealth uh, of that area. Now we said my store sets right on the barrier between uh, upper middle class, uh, boomer, general bo- uh, boomer generation, white people, and lower middle class uh generation x uh, uh white people i mean right there on the line between uh between the country and the city i mean and and it it's a dichotomy of both you know and we get in all sorts of things i mean all sorts of things and we talked about a lot of the weird things that we get But a lot of the clothing that we get is upper tier, you know, because we have so many, um, upper middle class white, uh, that's our demographic, demographic, upper middle class white donors. And, and you can come into my store at any time and get this really great stuff. Um, and it's a reflection of the community that is around, around us now the cool part is is that we send the excess of our donations to a processing center and it's distributed to other stores in other neighborhoods that they don't have the same uh, demographics that we do and then we also get things from from the other stores from in other other demographics to to fill in Um, we don't always need a lot of stuff because we get so many donations day, but we do get some occasionally from outside the store and so that changes up what's in in the store quite a bit and that's cool but like i said it would be a mistake to assume that 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 to first assume that that um that that thrift stores are are only... anyway so it would be absolute absolute mistake for Berkeley to do that um, this, so is is the thrifting is thrifting as we know it now gentrification I don't believe it is I, I honestly don't because um, yes prices have risen uh, across the board I mean you but you can still come into my thrift store and buy a dollar shirt you can still come into our thrift store and and buy, you know, four dollar pairs of jeans or, or, or two dollar pair of shoes. Um, the prices are still more than reasonable, and also, also, one of the things that makes it makes it to me not not <clears throat> excuse me not uh, gentrification at all at least negative gentrification is that you can walk into our store. If you are homeless, you can walk into our store at any time and tell the manager, listen, I'm homeless and I need something, man. My, my shoes are wore out and my manager has the ability because we're a charity they have carte blanche to give you a pair of shoes now if you go into walmart they are not going to give you a pair of shoes as a matter of fact they're probably going to call the police on you so so thrift stores and i don't know how i don't know how goodwill is i don't know how how it responds or behaves uh, I have friends that work at Goodwill and I know a little bit about it, but I don't know how if somebody came in and said, hey, I'm 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 broke and I'm homeless. Can I get a pair of shoes? I don't know how they would respond to that. Um, I don't know how they would respond to that, but I do know that at my store, at least you can get yourself a pair of shoes. You can get yourself some you know, clothes because we're a charity. That's what we do. We, we live the mission of of the of the organization and it absolutely you know we take everything that we have that is you know not used in the store level and we send them up to a clearance center and you can go get things up there by the pound and I know people who ride the bus to that location and buy things by the pound I know Goodwill has a clearance safe, clearance thing here and you can get things by the pound and poor people extremely poor people um, extremely poor people they um, they go there and they'll ride the bus there or walk there and buy pounds worth of clothing for just a few dollars. So no, I don't think that I don't think that thrifting is gentrification at all. I, I don't believe that that we are doing that. Um, I believe that what we're doing in thrifting is we are, well, at least for me, I'm helping charities. I'm helping charities fulfill their mission statement by purchasing items at a decent price so that I can turn around and resell it and make a profit. Um, and the point of my a point of me doing it is not always profit. I mean I want to make a profit, you know. You don't want to but I also at the same time part of, part of it for me is the excitement of getting something into somebody's hands that they that they love speaking of that totally go over to ebay and just put in thrifting dude um and check out some of the cool crap we have on uh on there elvis records and some other things we're gonna have a lot more stuff on there as we go but anyway so that's my opinion i don't think i don't think what we're doing is gentrification um if it was gentrification i wouldn't do it all right so we're going to take a quick break i'm going to get a huge coffee slurp and uh um, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about something really cool Welcome back. Hey, you know what we do every uh, episode is we take a look at something cool that we have acquired or that we have seen in the thrift store. Uh, And one of the things that we have seen, uh, one of the coolest things we have ever uh, come across is, uh, and and there'll be, again, there'll be pictures on my uh, Instagram. We bought a few months ago. God, gotta be a year ago, eighteen months ago. We bought this really cool ice bucket. Um, really cool ice bucket from uh, the thrift store that I work at, and it looks like a diver's helmet. One of those old school diver's helmets. You know, with the thing in the front, and the, you know, I, you know, the, the circular thing in the front, and the two side vents on the back, and the top opens up, and it's the you know, the the lid has a like a spout for a hose to connect to, and uh, the whole thing's made out of metal. Man, it's really pretty. It's uh, silver pewter, uh, polished, and the 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 eye holes on the the, the screens are all um, brass. And it's really neat. And, man, I love this thing. Like, this look, just looking at it, it looks so freaking cool. You know, it, it it just has this ambience to it that is just amazing. And, like I said, you will be able to look. Uh, um, you can look at it on the on my Instagram and my Twitter. I'll have some pictures up later. Uh, but it's just really cool. It's one of the coolest pieces I've ever seen, man. its about, It holds about half a bag of ice. And uh, I've used it a couple of times for uh, you know so first different stuff. And when I started this uh, podcast and I started to decide, I decided to start doing these. Oh, now you know, now I've now I've seen it all kind of thing. Um, you know, it sits on the shelf right in front of my right in front of me in my broadcast area. And I just never thought about looking at it. You know, I just never thought about taking, talking about it because it's just right there, right next to some of my cool cool toys uh, you know right next to my Bill and Ted uh action figures. Yes, there are Bill and Ted action figures and I have them. Uh, anyway, and so um when we were thinking about you know, last last planning session when I was planning out the uh the episode I thought you know what that's pretty neat. I'll talk about it. Um but I should think I, I should figure out uh if there's anything cool about it and when I looked it up, when I looked it up, it's worth about seven hundred dollars. That's absolutely correct. I, I, this, that thump is all your, your uh, chin's hitting the floor. I know it. Yeah. So, um, there's a website called Sir Jacks, and they have a lot of vintage, cool stuff. Vintage. Barware, vintage, everything, and they want seven hundred dollars for this vintage ice bucket. I mean, apparently it was made in the in the eighteen not the eighteen seventies nineteen seventies, made in Italy, um, and it's it's pretty rare. So what I did was is I looked it up on eBay, and and, and this is something for for everybody. So if you look on eBay and and you find a product that has a price (laughs) and you and you think to yourself oh my god is that what they're selling for it might not be so you'll have to go to advanced settings and then look for your thing again and and then click the sold button there's a button that'll show you all of the items that have been sold with that with that heading or search search field and uh um and (laughs) <laughs> and um they the lowest price that one has sold for in the last 90 days is $100. Almost all of them are in the 2 and $300 range. And it's funny because I my I, I was showing my wife this and she's like, "Are you going to sell it?" N- no, I like it. I just think it's cool that I got this for 5 bucks at the thrift store and it's worth a couple hundred bucks. And like I said I have pictures up on the instagram you can check that out uh, and, and and see what I'm talking about but it's just a really 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 cool piece really cool pewter and and brass diving helmet i ice bucket diving helmet and uh apparently let's see looked up Uh, Sir Jackson. Anyway, so... Um, it's really, actually, really neat that I got that was for that so much. So anyway, so that's, uh, that's today's... I can't believe I got that at the thrift store. Uh, hang out a few more minutes. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, our closing topic, which is uh, an app that we that we like or our website and uh hang out and we will be right hey everybody it's the thrifting dude you want to know what's going on in the adventures of the thrifting world or what's going on with the thrifting dude or Whatever we got cooking, you can always follow us on our social media. Head on over to Twitter and to Instagram. And just look forward at the thrifting dude. And you can follow us and catch all the nonsense that we're up to every day of the week. Um, we post regularly question marks. Uh, but you can follow us up and like I said on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate it so much. It's, again, it's just at the thrifting dude on both of those, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much. Give us a follow. Let us know what you're cooking with and what uh, what you got going in the thrifting world. Tweet at us or, or you know, Instagram us, whatever. We're, uh, we're here. We're listening. Give us a follow.